Another installment of the 2022 Louisville Football Position Previews. On this episode, the tight ends and offensive line. We will talk about those two positions on this episode of the show. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into this bonus episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. Also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time, as always, to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. As I mentioned, we are finishing up the offensive side of the 2022 Louisville Football Positional Preview uh, Series. Um, we will combine the tight ends and the offensive line um, positions um, on this episode of the show because, like I said, we are still in the off season, so uh, there probably won't be an episode for the first week of July, so we will go ahead and get it wrapped up uh, for the end of June. Uh, we'll start out with the tight ends in the first segment, discussing the depth chart, um, offensive line. Speaking in the second segment, we will discuss what could the possible two deep look like there. And then the final um, segment of the show, we will go into some under-the-radar possible breakout stars. Um, but so we'll start out with the tight ends. Um, this one really isn't all that uh, difficult to predict. Marshawn Ford is back with the program. Um, and look, I'm going to say something. And there's going to be people that are going to think I'm crazy. Marshawn Ford is the best tight end in the ACC. Marshawn Ford will be one of the first five tight ends to be drafted in next year's NFL draft. Those are my predictions. Well, that's my belief, and then that's my prediction um, You know, as a result of that. Marshawn Ford last season was Malik Cunningham's security blanket. 49 receptions, 550 yards, only two touchdowns, but averaged 11.2 uh, yards per reception. In 2019, he had seven touchdowns. 2020, he had six. Um, I really think that last year was kind of more of an indication of Malik Cunningham really taking matters into his own hands in the red zone, and that really showed with his 20 rushing touchdowns compared to just 19 through the air. So um, don't let maybe the lack of opportunity or the lack of volume, um, you know, take away the fact that Marshawn Ford is one of the most talented tight ends in the country. In my opinion, he is a top five tight end in the country. He is the best tight end in the ACC, in my opinion. Um, you know, a, a phrase that I said all throughout last year that, look, I completely believe. If you are big enough, you know, you know in terms of physicality and, and frame and stuff like that, if you are big enough to guard Marshawn Ford, you are not quick enough to guard Marshawn Ford. Excuse me. And to play the devil's advocate, if you are quick enough to guard Marshawn Ford, you are not big enough to guard Marshawn Ford. He is a matchup nightmare for both opposing defensive backs and opposing linebackers. Um, only you know a, a handful of players can really, really 
um, truly match up with him, both size and speed. Uh, he, it's one of those instances to where Scott Satterfield uses him in a lot of different ways. Not only is he used as a traditional tight end in some sets, but he's like more of a of an H-back, as they call it. Um, very, very instrumental in the run. Kind of plays as a fullback at times, uh, out wide. I know Gunter Brewer, the old wide receiver coach, you know, said before the season last year, look, we are going to use Marshawn Ford out wide. Some of it is because his skill set warrants it. Also, some of it because we have to, because we have you know a lot of inexperience at the wide wide receiver position, and you have to wonder if that same parallel is going to be drawn to this season as well. To where yes, maybe you have guys like Braden Smith, Amari Huggins, Bruce, even guys like Tyler Hudson and D Wiggins that um you'll have some experience at, at the power five level, but they're still um you know, as a whole still trying to figure it out and trying to have guys step up. So at the end of the day, I think that, um, you know, Marshawn Ford is the guy that you're looking for. And it's like, okay, he is the tight end position for Will. And that's no disrespect to the other guys, because I think, you know, they have some, you know, solid younger guys in the program as well. And it is a program that does use two tight ends at times, especially to block, but Marshawn Ford, one of the most dynamic, um, you know, receivers, uh, you know, especially at the tight end position in the conference, I think that um, you know, even if the statistics might not necessarily back it up, <laughs> excuse me, um, even if you know, maybe the statistics don't necessarily um, truly support that narrative, I think once you watch the eye test, you understand that it, it's so difficult to guard Marshawn Ford, it's so difficult to stay in front of him, and he's just a matchup nightmare. So, um. Obviously, Marshawn Ford, number one on the depth chart for me. And like I mentioned, it, it, it's an instance to where the Cardinals a lot of times play two tight ends. So, you know, there, there's some room for guys like, in my opinion, the, the the backup or the number two, in my opinion, you know, Isaac Martin is a guy last year that that played a, a good amount of time. Um, you know, he's played a lot of snaps as a blocker. Uh, Dwayne Martin is another player. Des Melton caught a couple passes last year, the redshirt sophomore. Um, so, you know, in my opinion, that that's kind of where, you know, the backup position lies, you know, Isaac Martin, Des Melton, Dwayne Martin is where you're going to see most of those guys, um, you know, you'll probably playing in a backup situation. Um, the, I think Christian Peterson, redshirt freshman, um, is probably maybe, uh, has the highest upside as a receiving tight end in this situation. I know a lot of times Scott Satterfield's bringing these tight ends to block, but I think that Christian Peterson is a player that maybe has the most upside as a true pass catcher. And, and not to mention the uh, three-star ta- uh, three-star tackle, three-star tight end that they just took in this past year's class, uh, Nate Kariski, who's a freshman. There, there's been a lot of um, praise for him, um, you know, o- over the over the spring and over the summer. You know, since he's gotten into the program, so um, you know, there's a lot of competition. Um, in my opinion, you know, it, it's one of those instances to where I, I think that um, you know, Isaac Martin, Des Melton, and Dwayne Martin, you know, guys that have played the most in, in the of the six. I'm sorry, yeah, uh, you know, of the five, I guess you could really say the the, the backup uh, tight end positions. Um, yeah, I think that, that that's probably, you know, where you're going to be competing for that backup. And, and, and a lot of it is, is just going to be, um, you know, separating yourself from the others because it seems like, you know, you have Marshawn Ford and then behind him, it's like, 
okay, who's who's going to stand out? And I know the opportunity sometimes isn't there, and the and the targets aren't there, and you, you don't necessarily get the um, opportunity to truly prove yourself and stuff like that. I think Des Melton did a good job of proving it when his number was called this year. You know, Isaac Martin and Dwayne Martin are kind of security blankets in that sense because they're so good uh, blocking and, and, and things of that nature. To where sometimes when Louisville plays that, um, you know, that two tight end. Uh, you know, those two tight end settings, a lot of times it's, it's for blocking, you know, you know, running, you know, the, you know, left end, right end, um, you know, trying to get outside the tackle and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I think that Marshawn Ford is the number one for sure. And there, there's no debating that. And that's not up really for debate. No one should be debating that. Um, but, but after that, and, you know, in, in the depth chart, you're, you're going to be looking at this from a sense of, okay, Who's going to separate themselves in this group? Because they you know, any of these guys can do it. I think that Des Melton and Christian Peterson are probably your best receiving options in, in terms of um, you know, if you know, maybe Marshawn Ford gets used in a different way to where they you know might move him to a, a different role, which I mean obviously only eleven players can be on the field at one time, only a, a fraction of those are skill positions, but at the end of the day, if you wanted to, you know, use another receiving option, I think Des Melton and Christian Peterson are, are your best bets. Uh, Nate Kariski is, is probably right behind them. Um, you know, ha- has some blocking, um, you know, advantages as well. And then you know, you have guys that have played a lot of snaps, like Dwayne Martin and Isaac Martin, that are, are um, you know going to be used throughout the season for you know two tight end blocking and things of that nature. And they can also receive as well. So, uh, uh, Marshawn Ford, obviously the number one on the depth chart, but you're looking at a couple different possibilities that you could go with behind him. So um, you have your clear cut starter and then you have, um, you know, a lot of capable backups. Offensive lines kind of like that as well in certain positions. We're going to talk about the possible depth chart um, uh, for the, for the Louisville Cardinals on the offensive line here in just a second. Um, I I will say that, um, you know, uh, you know, Vic Mullen is also on on the roster. Vic is a player that that's very good blocking as well. Um, the only reason I haven't mentioned him because th- it seems like there there's uh, you know Jody Dimling of uh, Cardinal Authority uh, reported that uh, he was hearing that Vic Mullen was um, going to be, I think, possibly no longer with the team due to a medical issue or, you know, maybe out for the season. Look, I, I, I want to state for the record that that is just what I've heard. That is a rumor that I obviously cannot confirm nor deny. He is on the roster. If he is with the team, he offers one of the best blocking options. So that's something to focus on. Um, he, he's a bigger guy, I believe six, seven in that range. So you have that size as well and the underrated ability to, to make guys miss in the second level. So I think Vic Mullen could be a, another solid receiving option like Christian Peterson. But uh, I do at least want to let you all know that there are some rumors out there that Vic Mullen might be um, you know, having a, a medical issue that could prevent him from playing, um, you know, this season for the Cardinals. But I, I'm going to say it just as that. It's a rumor. I have no, um, you know, inside info whether or not it is true, um, but I did want to address it. So uh, moving forward on to the offensive line position, there's a lot of standouts that are coming back and a lot of, um, you know, experience depth along the way. We will discuss both of those here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? 
Um, choosing the only brand the warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. It allows you to save time and money. So, you know, it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer. And they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today or to, to find the solution to your auto parts needs. That is rockauto.com. Right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. And just a reminder the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. So the Louisville offensive line position is one of the most experienced units coming back into the season. And if you think about how different things were from 2018 when the cupboard was absolutely depleted, Scott Satterfield and company have done a great job of completely transforming the trenches on both sides of the ball, but specifically on the offensive side. Uh, depth chart-wise, it's pretty pretty straightforward. Um, let's look at the locks that you have. Um, you have... You know, Brian Hudson, that's going to be starting at center more than likely. You have um, you know, preseason All-American um, Caleb Chandler at guard. Adonis Boone will likely be one of the starting guards. Uh, Trevor Reed will possibly be a starter at left tackle or maybe Michael Gonzalez. And you also have Renato Brown at the other um, tackle position. So, um, you know, you have... You know, you're basically all but you know Cole Bentley back. Um, you know seven players that are on this roster right now played at least, um, you know, or started at least one game. So there's there's a lot of you know experience coming back. Caleb Chandler, in my opinion, you know he's the best offensive guard in the ACC, and he has the best chance of all the Louisville football players overall to be a first round selection in next April's NFL draft. I'm not saying he's going to be, but I am saying that he has the best ability to be, um, just because of his. Um, I mean, I think that he's you know very very solid in the run, but he's also very solid in pass block as well. So overall, you have a lot of versatility, especially at the center position and Brian Hudson. Adonis Boone has started a lot of games as well. I know Trevor Reed was the starting left tackle last year. Uh, true freshman Michael Gonzalez came in and completely blew a lot of people away. So having that competition at left tackle is something to focus on. And obviously protecting Malik Cunningham's blind spot is priority number one for the offensive line. Right tackle Renato Brown uh, was able to kind of put it together <clears throat> as the season went on last year. There is a new offensive line coach and Nick Cardwell, who was going to be the tight ends coach and now is the offensive line coach. Josh Stepp is the new tight ends coach, so you know new you know, coaches at both positions. Um, I'm feeling very, very good about the offensive line, you know, starters-wise. I mean, I think it's going to be one, one of the better units in the ACC as a whole. But what separates this uh, unit from units in the past is the quality depth that they have. So you have one of, um, you know, uh, Trevor Reed or Michael Gonzalez not starting. So you have them in the two deep. Um, you know, you also have some players like Luke Kandra, um, you know, a, a true sophomore that you, you could see, you know, playing some 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 big time snaps. Um, 
you know, moving on down the list. Um, Josh Black is one that I'm looking to take the next step forward, a redshirt sophomore. Austin Collins, also a redshirt freshman. Kobe Baines and Aaron Gunn were in the last year's class as well. We're going to see um, if, if either those two guys can crack the two deep. And also, there's four freshmen coming in. Isaiah Reed, Sam Seacrest, uh, Max Cabana, and uh, I think it's Maquette. Is it uh, Gway? Um, there, there's a player for Spalding. Um, that played soccer named uh, Mamadou Gay, and it was spelled the same way G U E Y E. So uh, I, I apologize if I'm if I'm mispronouncing it. Um, but but there's some there's some solid players that are coming into the program. Um, Isaiah Reed, I'm very very excited for. I think that he is a guy that has you know um, a collegiate ready frame that he could possibly you know you know give you some solid snaps next season. But having 15 guys. Um, you know, on the offensive line, you know, scholarship wise, you're looking for probably, you know, eight to 10 guys that you can truly trust. Um, you know, 10 might be a little bit um, optimistic, but, um, you know, eight guys is definitely something that you, know, because you have to factor in injuries and things of that nature, but you know, you feel good about your starting, you know, your starting unit. Um, you know, there is a competition for left tackle, but that's not necessarily as much as, you know, trying to, you know, prove that you, you know, Either one is capable of being left tackle, but it's it's like it, it's a different sense because it's okay. Both of these guys are you know you know battle tested. It's just a matter of which one is going to um you know surpass the other, and, and they're both going to play some solid snaps. I'm I'm intra I'm very very intrigued by the interior you know running in between the tackles because you have Caleb Chandler, you have Adonis Boone. And worst case scenario, you have a guy like Brian Hudson who can also play guard. He can play multiple spots on the offensive line, but he's going to slide in at center uh, for Cole Bentley. So, you know, that's a seamless transition. And then you have Renato Brown at the right tackle. Um, Luke Kandra is a player that I think is going to be playing a lot as a true sophomore um, for this squad. So, so very, very interested there. And then you have some other guys that, you know, have been redshirted and then four true freshmen that, um, you know, realistically, you know, you could see one to two or maybe even three of these guys redshirt or maybe even four if we're being completely honest. But, but I do think that, um, you know, they definitely have the opportunity to surprise some people. So, um, you know, really, really intrigued to, to see what happens there in, in that uh, possession room. But, as I mentioned, the starters are pretty much defined uh, for both the tight ends and the offensive line position units, but there are some uh, under-the-radar breakout stars that I do want to focus on. We will do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering info, including live betting, esports, and more. And it's the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. So heading into the last segment, um, this is something that I, I've been doing for the past uh, position previews is talking about some of the under the radar, you know, possible breakout stars. We're going to have, um, you know, we'll have, um, you know, maybe one to two. We'll have one for the tight end position and two for the offensive line position. For the tight end position, I'm going to go with Christian Peterson. Like I mentioned, I think he's one of the best receiving options that the Cardinals have. 
um, you know, outside of, um, you know, Marshawn Ford, obviously. Uh, he was ranked just outside of the top 1,000 in, in the 2021 class, 6'5", 230 pounds, uh, coming out of high school, California native. I, I just think overall, you know, th- with his footwork and, and his ability to really get into the second line of the defense, I'm very, very excited for what he has to bring to the table. Um, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, seeing if he can crack the the depth chart to be able to put those on display. I think um, he might not necessarily be as good of a blocker as maybe like Isaac Martin or Dwayne Martin or Des Melton, but I do think that uh, he is one of the better uh, receiving options that the Cardinals have at the position. Des Melton's another guy that I'm looking at like, okay, he's a player that, you know, has shown the ability to to be, you know, solid in terms of catching the football when his number's called. And then, like I mentioned, there's been um, the, the staff raving about Nate Kariski, the true freshman tight end coming in. So Christian Peterson's kind of, you know, like my number one breakout star, but also you have Nate Kariski, um, who could possibly be like a 1B um, to uh, Peterson's 1A. But but I will say that the, um, the, the opportunity's definitely limited because, um, you know, Louisville's not necessarily that gr- that big of a passing team. Anyway, they run the ball a lot when they do pass. You know, you have Amari Huggins, Bruce, Braden Smith, Tyler Hudson, all the wide receivers um, to contend with in terms of targets, but also the best tight end in, in, in the ACC and Marshawn Ford, who's going to demand his targets as he should, who's going to get a lot of looks. And, um, you know, the opportunities just might not necessarily be there uh, until Marshawn Ford uh, graduates. So um, we will see what that looks like. But if there was going to be a breakout star, I would feel comfortable by saying it would be Christian Peterson. Uh, moving on to the offensive line, we mentioned one. I think Luke Kandra is probably number one in my opinion. Um, he's ranked. He was ranked as the 643rd best player in the 2019 class. I'm listed as a sophomore. I think he's actually um, – he's a, is it a COVID sophomore? Um but overall, I think that this is an instance to where, you know, he could definitely be uh, in the two deep at the guard position, backing up Caleb Chandler or Adonis Boone, 6'4", 290 pounds, uh, listed, um, you know, on the 24-7 sports website. I'm not sure if that is, uh, if that is um, you know, accurate. But I do think Kandra is a player that is, is going to see a good amount of time. He had a very solid season last year. To where he you know, he played some solid snaps at the end of the uh, end of the season, and I think um, you know moving forward, this is going to be an instance to where we are going to see him play you know some some significant spots. Uh, another guy, he, he's not necessarily uh, in this list, or, or not necessarily in the in the list in my opinion. I think Austin Collins. This is a year that you're looking for him to to see what he can do. Um, offensive tackle also in. Um, in that 2019 class, I'm sorry, he's in the 2020 class. Um, ultimately, I I think that um, yeah, it's going to be an instance to where you're you're going to be looking for him to try to um, you know, make make the next step forward as well. But in my opinion, the number one breakout star is Michael Gonzalez. Michael Gonzalez came in last season. A part of the 2021 class, just outside of the top 700, 6'4", a little under 300 pounds, uh, native of North Carolina. The film for Michael Gonzalez was something that kind of caught my eye. I was like, oh, wow, he uh, definitely seems to be a little better on film than maybe the recruiting rankings suggest. But um, you know, came in right away and made a lasting impression 
on the team uh, and on the coaching staff and contended for snaps at left tackle. And obviously left tackle is kind of up in the air. Trevor Reed seems like he's probably, you know, possibly going to be the starter, the veteran at the position, but Michael Gonzalez definitely had time there last season. And this was an instance to, to where I think that he is going to take the next step forward. He's going to be the guy when you look at the left side of the line and you see, you know, Caleb Chandler, um, you know, uh, you look at the line as a whole and you see Caleb Chandler being, um, you know, one of the strongholds on the offensive line. And then you look at the left side and, and you got Michael Gonzalez anchoring down and being, the, you know, the blindside blocker. I think, you know, the, the occasion is there to be risen to. And I think that Michael Gonzalez, in my opinion, is going to see the biggest jump uh, from year one to year two. And, and we're going to see, you know, we're going to be heading into year three talking about Michael Gonzalez as a possible all ACC preseason level guy. That's just how confident I have in him, you know, how confident I am in him in his progression moving forward. So, um, talked about the depth charts for both the tight ends and the offensive line position units. Um, also talked about some of the guys that are flying under the radar. Maybe Michael Gonzalez isn't necessarily flying under the radar, but I do think he is definitely one of going to be the breakout star alongside of offensive guard Luke Kandra. Tight end-wise, in my opinion, it is Christian Peterson. Um, uh, definitely want to take this time, as always, to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Locked On Louisville is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. Do yourself a favor, check out the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. Uh, she does a fantastic job of, um, you know, just interpreting and discussing the landscape as a whole throughout the conference. Does a great job of covering all of the 14 squads in the Atlantic Coast Conference. So be sure to check out that podcast to see her opinions on the University of Louisville or for some uh, um, some future opponents. So, um, like I said, that's going to wrap up the last episode of the month. Um, I appreciate everyone for tuning in this month. We'll probably take about a week off or so. Um, come back the the first uh, uh, the second week of July. Um, you know, it's still be an off season, so there's only going to be about twelve episodes in the month of July, like there were in June. So just uh, keep in mind to make a mental note. So I do apologize for the absence, but I'm going to take a little break, take a little vacation. Um, if you have any content ideas, definitely feel free to hit me up. But um, if not, um, everyone be safe on this holiday weekend. Have a great day. Uh, have a great week or so. We will see you right back here in a couple weeks.